Hey, Manjid, I will sell you this pen for a million dollars. Nah, I'm okay, thanks. Just buy it. No. Buy the pen. No. Just buy the damn pen. You know, you really need to work on your sales skills. Hey, guys. So this episode is sponsored by Sales Society. As everyone listening knows, part of starting a successful startup is sales. And Sales Society is a place where you can learn sales techniques and tips to grow your business. Now, we wouldn't bring you something that we haven't tried ourselves. I personally have used Sales Society's courses and learned how to follow up creatively without nagging, how to re-engage those disappearing clients, as well as how to schedule more meetings that result in closing more sales and getting referrals. And of course, we got you guys an amazing deal. If you head over to the link in the episode description, salessocietymm.com, and put in the offer code YELLA at checkout, you will get two months free gold pass access, which means you get full access to all the courses, downloadable scripts, audios, videos, and templates. How awesome is that? Now, Majid, let me tell you a little more about this pen. Hey, guys. So just a quick message before we start the episode. We'd really like you to please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. If you could leave us a rating on the platform that you're listening to would also be amazing. Five stars or whatever the top rating is you can give us. The feedback really helps us and it'll also make sure that the podcast can get out to the masses. So if you haven't done it, go do it now before you listen to the rest of the episode. Okay. Hi, welcome to Yalla. I'm Majid. And I'm Mishari. And we're starting a podcast company. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. And I've made a podcast before. So I guess we're qualified. What's the worst that could happen? Don't even get me started. So we are back again. Yep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you seem really enthusiastic today. Um... <laughs> You know, I think this podcast is quickly turning into um, who of Magic's family is going to shit on Mishari this week? <laughs> <laughs> Last week it was your wife. This week it's your brother. Well, look, I I think it's important to understand that it's important to get feedback. <laughs> <laughs> and the people we have at hand that give feedback happen to be my family and friends. You know what? Like... One more of the of these situations that I'm bringing in my family. <laughs> oh, I'm waiting for that. Well, I'll bring him on my older brothers. Make him make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about this. The, the the reason I go back to family and friends is I really think that they have strengths I don't. Yeah, and for us as well, I know it happens in a lot of uh, Arab cultures that you go and you yeah, yeah. ask family and friends, be like, "What do you think?" Not all the answers are going to be what you want to hear, but sometimes there are things you need to hear. And I know that of my family, that they have strengths I don't. And yeah. getting that kind of feedback is, for me, is critical. I don't want to step, you know, thinking I've got all the answers. So really what I'm trying to get is the things I can't see. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think the listening party was uh, was a great idea. I think talking to Fallon was definitely essential because I yes. think that conversation really helped. It's just um, just a pattern I'm, I'm mentioning that we <laughs> happen okay. to be seeing. Um, so, yeah. So this is, like we said, us going uh, over, I guess, the pitch deck and the numbers with Fahim. Uh, so we go over to Fahim's place and we are in his office, all gathered around Majid's laptop. Uh, and Fahim was kind enough to introduce himself for recording purposes. Uh, I'm Fahim Al-Qasmi. I'm Majid's younger brother. 
though often mistaken uh, for looking older, as I spend far too long in the consulting and finance world and therefore have lost more hair than my brother uh, and more wrinkles around my eyes. Uh, I worked in strategy consulting for a long time and then in investments. Um, and uh, up until a few years ago, I used to sit on the board and chair the audit committee of uh, a large media organization in the United Arab Emirates. So I come to this with a very unique view <laughs> <laughs> that I think is has scared uh, Majid and Mashari uh, up until I'm not scared. This. So what did you just know? <laughs> so for, for context, um, Fahim, I think, is the smartest tool in the shed. And I'm not talking about my family as the tool shed here. He is extremely sharp. And the one thing I love about Fahim is he cuts to the chase. He's straight talking. Um, and especially when it comes to business, he's not only a serial investor and he's coached a lot of startups, really that financial audit and governance as his like strengths, mm. like he's the litmus test. <laughs> if it doesn't pass him, you know, we need to rethink it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I loved the uh, seagull metaphor that he used. <laughs> He's like, I'm a seagull. I just fly from like project. one project to the next and just crap all over it. That's, uh, that for me was just a hilarious. In his metaphor. defense, I think that comes from a consulting background. But on top of that is he, you know, he's outside of the box here. We're in the box. We're drinking yeah. our own Kool-Aid. And that yeah. was my fear is that we're, we're so hyped up on what we're doing that we think we've got it sussed. Yeah, And he's like, guys, have you looked in this corner? And we didn't. So that was, for me, like a big aha moment. And just to be sure, like, I'm willingly throwing myself in front of this A train. <laughs> like, you know, so there's a what word here. does that mean, Q? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> what is the bird that gets hit by the train? I got to look that up. Isn't the kiwi extinct? <laughs> <laughs> We're roadkill until we figure this out. Oh, man. Okay. Um, so you walked through the pitch. It was super quick. Like, you could tell you'd done this with him before. Um, but I don't know if you realize how quick you were going through it. It was definitely a different vibe than when you were going through this with Bella. Um, so here's a listen just for your own reflection. Sure. We create on-demand content, these podcasts that will resonate with the new exp uh, expectations of listeners. And basically, we're going to market uh, marketing and growing of the listenership of that said content. And then we can sell captive audience to them. So the problems we're solving basically are for listeners and advertisers. So let me, let me, let me back that up a bit with Faham's heard the pitch before, yeah. right? And on top of that, Faham did his homework. Yeah. So he asked for the numbers before we turned up. He knows the pitch. He's heard me speak about it. Um, we've had a couple back and forths. So while I was talking and he was doing that motion, circular motion with his hand going, yep, get on with it. The part I need to talk to you about is the numbers. Yeah. I was like, uh-huh, we're not going to woo him with this. <laughs> we want to cut to the chase here. Um, yeah, there was definitely no wooing involved. <laughs> There was definitely like, no, um, wait, so you don't want to hear about our cool idea? Okay, so we're just waving your hand. Okay, so we just need to go faster. It was very surgical. I would say very, very Fahim's, Fahim, and there's one thing I respect about Fahim is, is 
the most important thing for him is time. I miss Bella. <laughs> we sat down. It was a leisurely three hours of just like running through everything. Yeah, and he had a lot to say about our idea too. I also, by the way, loved the look on Delara. <laughs> so I really like like a, ra- a rabbit in headlights through the whole thing. <laughs> like just dead in the like oh my god what's gonna happen are we gonna like shut down tomorrow (laughs) she didn't want to be in the firing line either yeah so um he had quite a bit to say about her idea um and i'm not surprised that she had that look on her face (laughs) let's listen up let's step let's step back at the overall market you are taking on podcasting mm-hmm. so when I you know when I heard you guys were doing this podcasting company I stopped and I thought okay, let me go back to my time in the media industry number one budgets for advertising are under strain let's think macro yeah. ad budgets are under strain media companies in general should be consolidating and dying out where are there opportunities for people to compete Digital is key. Yeah. I appreciate that. But two things are at play. Number one, mobile phone penetration means you complete globally. What podcasts do you listen to, Maji? Most of them are American. You? Yeah, American. Why? Because there's nothing here. No. There are. They're just not of quality. I think we need to defend our fellow podcasters in the region. When we talk about nothing, it's really a comparison to what the States has in terms of an offering. There are hundreds and hundreds of podcasts. And here we have thousands. (laughs) So we've got some really amazing podcasts, but we're so few of us. There's Kerning Cultures. Yeah, I mean, Hibba Fisher, she's like the queen bee of (laughs) podcasting in the region. (laughs) Basil Meets has got an awesome format. Quite a few that are doing some really cool stuff. So I think definitely shout out. And more is is coming out. And we really want to be able to share all of those with our audience as well. And we, we have a beautiful community that's just just coming out into a blossom. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, like you said, we're comparing a few hundred active podcasts in the region versus hundreds of thousands that are active overall. Um, So, yeah, I think that's one point. I think also uh, when you talk about what, how long things have been been Mm -hmm. working in the West versus here, there's also that kind of big difference. Um, but I mean, we can leave the discussion of what people think of podcasts in the region until a later episode, but what are your thoughts on the idea that we can't compete on a global level? So competing on the global level makes the assumption that we are trying to be a global podcast, that we want a global audience Mm -hmm. and that would be great, but let's talk about our specific value proposition here. We're talking about our story from our perspective, from our region. Yeah. Nobody in the States is going to do that for us. Yeah, I think they have offerings that are very specific to the States that tell stories about the U.S. and tell people things from their perspective and the way they look at things. I think 
we don't have anything for us by us. Yeah, absolutely. Fubu. <laughs> <laughs> so there is very little content about what's happening in our neighborhood, in our cities. But it wasn't just the idea he was not on board with. You know, this is where his strength is. And it was the numbers were not up to scratch. And we don't want to bore anyone with the details, but just here's a little taste of really farm's perspective <laughs> for somebody investing in a business like this um, I would definitely start charting out some of these figures to really highlight how unrealistic they are um, what is it that's unrealistic about these numbers everything fundamentally everything <laughs> it was a bloodbath like you know that scene in Kill Bill <laughs> <laughs> where she's in Japan. <laughs> she's like fighting the 88 and like, she's just literally slicing and there's just blood everywhere and then there's that one guy with the arm ripped off and he's just like splurting. Like that is literally what he did to her number. <laughs> it was that cool. No, it wasn't. We're sitting there quietly. Well, it was cool from his perspective. I mean, he was definitely Uma Thurman in that, <laughs> in that metaphor. We're in 88. It was just you and I, man. So let me, let me put it this way. The... I would not normally be so willing to get, like, what's the other, to beat down or, or get this kind of criticism face on. But, man, if it's one, like, Ray Dalio, he wrote this book, Principles, and he's like, you need to go out and find out why you're not right. Mm. And you need to test your thesis. You need to test your, and you know what? I was so glad that all of that was pointed out. I mean, literally, I was standing and I was like, is this train going to hit us? Yeah, it pretty much ran us over and took us a good mile or two. Yeah. But why? Why? Because there were perspectives we didn't take into account. Yeah. Which were sure. critical. Like, I mean, like looking back now, hindsight and everything, like, wow, we didn't even have that whole square there looked at. And, you know, when we're trying to build a company that's going to be nourished by a revenue stream, if you haven't asked people, like, what are you willing to spend on? You kind of need to go and do that homework. So it was, for me, as brutal as it was, yeah. was critical. I'd hate to have walked out of there and thought we're going to, you know, going to nail this. Look, the example you say. Yeah, the example. God bless you. كل طراق بتعلومه. Would you do an English translation for those who don't understand Kuwaiti? Um, so with every slap, a lesson learned. <laughs> yeah, with every hit, a lesson learned. With every yeah. hit, a lesson learned. Yeah. So, I mean, I think... You know what? I think it was it wasn't even the numbers and and the ripping apart of the numbers that I think was really rough for me. I think it was after we stopped kind of going over it and he was like, "Listen, just advice from me to you guys. Like, don't do this." <laughs> like, well, and that for me was like the 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 punch in the gut. I and think. and and the truth is what he was trying to do there was to say, "Don't go and ask for investment if this this is your pitch. These yeah. are your numbers." Like it was, it would be dangerous for your reputation and your business yeah. acumen to walk up in front of somebody and say, I want your money because this is how I'm going to build a business. And yeah. he pretty much said, guys, you're walking in to get punched in the face. And I was glad it was my brother who did it yeah, and yeah. not some investor who goes, you don't know squat. Yeah. Get out of my office. No, true. And, and like. <laughs> that was a tough one. Yeah. Okay. That was a tough one. I'm not going to lie. So, um, 
Yeah. Uh, on a brighter note, for me at least, <laughs> now that we're done discussing your brother ripping us one, uh, we need to discuss your behavior, Mr. Majid al <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> uh, showing up late to meetings, uh, stressing me out by forgetting your to-do list, uh, making me go home and cry into my microphone. And I mean, we can we we played the clip last episode, but let's play it again just for <laughs> just, just to humiliate you. Where's the salt? <laughs> rub it in the wound. Majid was like 15 minutes late, which let's hope that doesn't repeat itself because I will definitely lose my ish if that happens again. I feel like I'm gonna be the one who's stuck like managing situations and holding down the fort and doing a lot of the. Uh, grunt or admin or management work or whatever you want to call it and yeah i don't know like if this is kind of the right decision so let's see i don't know maybe i'm just hungry i should probably have dinner all right well that's it for now so uh, let me let me explain i'm gonna make a poor attempt at defending myself but Please do. <laughs> <laughs> the takedown. Um, day job, married with three children. I'm trying to make time for this and for my, you know, my family. And I think where, where it came down to was really us being able to communicate about what it is that was frustrating you. I yeah. mean, you, you, you managed to get it out on tape, but it was, <laughs> you know, when do I hear that and how do we communicate to each other about that? Yeah, I think it definitely was one of those things where I wasn't communicating because I was like, no, we were friends and I'm friends with his wife, like, <laughs> and not like, you know, completely exploding his face. But I think you could sense my frustration building up. And you sense? Could sense? Sense? I could see it on your face. <laughs> I walked in and I was like, oh, crap. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> but but the thing was, I could see it, but it wasn't clear to me what it was. Yeah. And rather than me say, hey, what's up? Something bothering you? Or you going, hey, listen, I want to talk about something. We kind of like brushed over and we're like, let's try and get back to work. And and let's be honest, building a company Building, you know, as founders, trying to work out with all the challenges we have, communication, that's got to be the most fluid, the most like accessible part of how we start a company. And I think we ended up having the conversation later once the tensions rose to a point where we were both. Critical mass here. Somebody was going (laughs) to pop and we decided to have the conversation. And I think it was was important, you know, it's we have a great respect for each other and we need to be able to build on that. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that conversation was important. You told me what was frustrating you, what was, what was making you, you know, want to beat you with my laptop. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and also for me to make the commitment to understand that I have to respect the times we are setting because we've only got so few for myself to be, yeah. you know, sitting here with you. So, with that, we made some very necessary changes and yeah, I think for so. the better. I think, yeah, I think there are a lot of learning points from from our conversation that we had after, uh, you know, tensions bubbled up. And I think there's a lot of learning that we had also from, honestly, realistically, the conversation we had uh, with Fahim in terms of like work that needs to get done and knowledge gaps and stuff like that. Well, look, with, with that, with our own conversations with Fahim, what we realized was there was a gap. Yeah. 
There was a gap to get more things done, to get more um, input to this project, to this company. And really, it meant we need a third partner. Yeah, I think that's definitely something that became very clear to both of us. And I think it's definitely something that I'm excited about. I'm like, I wonder what they'll be like. Maybe they'll be punctual. <laughs> Maybe they'll be even more high-strung than me, and I can be the laissez-faire one. <laughs> that is not the goal. But let's be clear. The, 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 Let the, me yeah. dream, <laughs> You're trying to start a company with me, Mishari, not take a holiday. The Fine. idea here is... There are skill sets that we lack or maybe perspectives that we lack. Yeah. So bringing on a third person who could be in, you know, as engaged, as involved, bring you know, the things that we're short on makes the team stronger. So long as we Definitely. can keep the communication clear and we can push towards our goal, this is a real opportunity. But for now, we need to get back to the drawing board. <laughs> yep. And kind of see if other people think this is a good idea too, which is why we have um, some focus groups set up. So we decided to set up a focus group here in Dubai. We sent out messages before we were even doing the show. And we had some people turn up and tell us what we thought and post some questions. Let's take a listen. Who consumes Arabic content here? Podcast content? Not necessarily podcast. Any content. on radio, visual, video, YouTube, whatever it is in Arabic. Who here consumes Arabic content? Me. Um, social media like Instagram. Yeah, three, four. Okay, so like half the room. Half the room. Why? What you said? It's weak. Why? Because it's literally weak. It is weak. There is nothing out there. It's boring. It's not. There's nothing out there that can top the rest. Let's put it that way. Like if they're gonna come out, they're gonna come out. I have another. Very weak. I have another. Yeah, I have another. So is it? Sorry, just to follow that, we'll go to the production value, or is it just the story? Production and content. So that was one of our focus groups. We've got a couple more. What do you think the results are going to be like? Well, for, for, for what's happened over the last week, some positive feedback would be good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm hoping none of your family members are showing up at these focus groups. <laughs> these guys. Um, I think uh, for me, the interesting thing is when you glean – information that um, is really what a listener is is looking to find mm. never mind what you're hoping you can put out as 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 uh, as a as a show or as an episode or as content yeah. but when they tell you oh you know what I prefer this over that and you're going wow I got that back to front yeah exactly that, that's for me is always really interesting and then when you've got a nice cross-section you're looking at who your listenership is in a room in his ways and um, you will get differences and you sh- should be taking note of how many people in the room are into this versus that. And how many people are not into the same stuff you're into. <laughs> yes, absolutely. There's only a few heads in this company so far. So how do we find out about this? Um, I mean, we're going to have to do it. We've got a couple more. Yeah. But if you want to hear the results, there is only really one way to find out. Tell them, Majid. All right, guys, you're going to have to join us on the next episode. You can find Yalla on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Angami, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. This has been a production of Fenial Media, recording out of Dubai. Thanks to everyone for listening, and we love your feedback, so keep it coming. Bye, guys. Ma'asalama.
Hey, Manjid, I will sell you this pen for a million dollars. Nah, I'm okay, thanks. Just buy it. No. Buy the pen. No. Just buy the damn pen. You know, you really need to work on your sales skills. Hey, guys. So this episode is sponsored by Sales Society. As everyone listening knows, part of starting a successful startup is sales. And Sales Society is a place where you can learn sales techniques and tips to grow your business. Now, we wouldn't bring you something that we haven't tried ourselves. I personally have used Sales Society's courses and learned how to follow up creatively without nagging, how to re-engage those disappearing clients, as well as how to schedule more meetings that result in closing more sales and getting referrals. And of course, we got you guys an amazing deal. If you head over to the link in the episode description, salessocietymm.com, and put in the offer code YELLA at checkout, you will get two months free gold pass access, which means you get full access to all the courses, downloadable scripts, audios, videos, and templates. How awesome is that? Now, Majid, let me tell you a little more about this pen. <laughs> 